All of us have decisions to make. Life is full of crossroads, and we need divine direction. Which way do I go? Join us as we study God's Word today with Scott Pauley. Have you ever tried to spend a day in utter silence? No noise, no talking. You know, we love to talk, don't we? And we live in a very loud world. And there's lots of noise. I think we're missing something because we have so little silence. You remember that God said, Be still and know that I am God. We fill every waking moment with noise. Maybe it's because we're afraid of what we'll hear in the silence. Maybe we're afraid of actually hearing God's voice and having to, to ponder things and really take a long look at ourselves. Uh, we're in Joshua chapter 6 and we're on a journey round and round in circles with the children of Israel going about the walls of Jericho. And we're learning some lessons God has to teach all of us as He is leading us into His will and His way for us. We've learned the lesson of sight, to look to Him. We've learned the lesson of strength. The strength is in His presence, not in our resources. But now we come to a most unusual lesson. I'm calling it the lesson of silence. Because one of God's instructions to Joshua and to His people is that as they walked around the city walls, they were not allowed to talk. Listen to verse 10. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. Now they're going to shout at the end. We're coming to that. There's going to be a moment to speak, but for now, they're not allowed to speak. I'm thinking of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 7. Where the Bible says there's a time for everything. And there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. Well, this is the time to be silent. Sometimes I think we spend more time speaking than we do in silence. Maybe that's why we don't say the right things. Or when we do speak, the wrong, the wrong emphasis comes out. You see, silence comes before speaking. Being alone with God and quiet before the Lord. But now, let's use a little imagination. Put yourself in this army. you got a lot of people marching around the walls. Don't you think this is an impractical instruction? Don't you think it's improbable that this many people are going to walk around the city walls and not say a word? And then, to beat all, they're, they're marching around a thriving metropolis. The city of Jericho is a happening place. So they're hearing lots of noise, but they can't speak. And perhaps others are even shouting at them, but they can't answer. And God's very emphatic about this. Be quiet. It's an imperative why is that? Let me read you a wonderful verse from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 20 where the Bible says, The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him. Silence is an acknowledgement of the presence of God. And in being quiet, they were acknowledging that this was not about Jericho. This was about Jehovah God. They were acknowledging the amazing presence of God that was in that place. It was as if this pagan city of Jericho had become God's temple. The Lord had come there. The Lord had come among them. Friend, wherever you are today and whatever decision you're facing, whatever direction it is you're trying to find, do you understand that 
your Jericho, your impossible wall, your, your obstacle is actually the Lord's temple. God is meeting you there. You see, God does not call you to a place. He calls you to Himself. God was meeting Israel at Jericho. That was the Lord's temple. And God's meeting you right where you are today in your circumstances. Keep silence before Him. Uh, get, get alone with God today somewhere and be still. Be quiet. Listen to His voice. We want to talk to each other when we're facing decisions. We just want to rattle off. And, and look, there's a time to speak to others and to get counsel. But there's also a time just to be quiet before God and to be alone with Him and acknowledge His presence. Direction comes out of being in God's presence. God is conquering us. He's working in us. Silence suggests several things. First of all, silence suggests humility. When a person is silent in a large group, basically what they're saying by that is, I have nothing to say. And I love this. It is as if God is saying to them, I don't want to hear your ideas. I, I know what I'm doing here. And so when we learn to be silent before God, we're humbling ourselves in His presence and we're saying, Lord, I have nothing to say. My ears are open. I'm waiting to hear from you. And when you speak, then we'll... We'll do whatever you say to do. Uh, but you're leading this charge. You're, you're the one at the front of this, uh, this march in circles. And so we're just following you. You speak. Silence is not only humility, but silence suggests surrender. It's as if we say, I have no voice in this matter. Lord, your will be done. Silence is not only humility and surrender, but silence is also connected in Scripture to prayer. Did it ever dawn on you that though they could not talk to each other, they could talk to God? Uh, that in the quietness of their heart, round and round the city, in the mundane of life, they could commune with the Lord. And you can do that. There may be no one for you to talk to today. Even the people around you may not understand you if you did try to talk to them about where you are. But let me tell you what you can do. You can commune with God. You see, God knew that the children of Israel, if they had talked, marching around that city like us, they would have grumbled and complained to one another. And isn't that what we love to do? Just to grumble and complain about what isn't going our way and uh, what God hasn't done. The Lord doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to be still and quiet and enjoy some quiet communion with God today. But silence is not only humility and surrender and prayer. But silence is listening. You see, in real communion, you don't do all the talking. And so part of the silence here is holding my tongue so that God can speak. It is, it is stillness because I'm trying to get in tune with heaven so that I can be sure I hear the still, small voice of God. I'm thinking about the young boy, Samuel, when God was about to give him direction and give him real instruction, both for himself and for others. What did he have to learn? He had to learn to lay silently in his bed in the middle of the night, not run to Eli, not talk to anybody else, but be alone with God and say one thing, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And it was as he came to the place of saying that to God and then being in utter silence before the Lord that God was able to speak to him. Let's read the next verse in Joshua 6, verse 11. The Bible says, So the ark of the Lord can pass the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp, hear this, and lodged in the camp. 
So after marching around in total silence, now they come back into the camp and they just sit there. They just sit still. And so now we come to another lesson, not only the lesson of silence, but the lesson of stillness. At the end of every day, they had to return to the camp. They, they had to do everything they were told and then rest. Friend, don't try to help God. You just obey and leave all the results with Him. You do what God tells you to do, and then you st sit still and be quiet and wait upon the Lord. Remember, the Bible says, He that believeth shall not make haste. We get in such a hurry, and when we do, we get ahead of God. When the Lord's leading you in circles, He's teaching you to be silent and to be still because it is there that God speaks and God leads. May God bless you for listening to today's Bible study. Please visit scottpauley.org for additional resources or to invest in this broadcast. It would be an encouragement to hear from you. Our prayer is that you will find and fulfill God's will for your life. It is the only way to enjoy the journey. Thank you.